Welcome to the Red Black League Boys High School Hockey Podcast. Today we'll talk a lot of news of the past this past week. I'll get on a soapbox, and after the soapbox we'll interview Andy Lundbaum, Cade Ehrenholtz, talk some games of the past, and we'll talk about what's going on next week. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, good morning, boys. How are you guys doing? One for uh, one is so far. We'll see if you I mean, can go one for two. Danny, what was the quote there? Was it was it past games of the past? Past games of the past. See, I always get it. I can never do it right. Well, you know, good enough, you guys. Tony speaks how I write. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Not bad. We're we're off and running. We're off and running. We got a lot of games of the past though. But before. and I better really lay somebody out in this soapbox. I've. I've promised to. Okay. <laughs> we got that too. I got like one and a half ga- pages of games of the past. Oh, I'm excited for that. Before we do that, do we get to some news? Yeah. Right. Let's mm-hmm. hear it, Carl. What's out there? I suppose. All right. So, not a ton of huge news items this week, but um, I guess an interesting one is starting this week, you know, the first week of regular season high school hockey in March ever, <laughs> uh, teams will be able to play more than two games. So, you may have noticed that you're getting a bunch of makeup games stuffed in there. Got some th- bunch of three game weeks. About a bunch of teams playing the same team twice in the same week. <laughs> <laughs> Did I also see some team conference only teams getting a non conference game too? Uh, who was, I don't know. I thought when I was looking uh, at schedules, I thought I might have seen uh, a, a conference only uh, team. Was, I, I mean, like. St. Thomas plays Eden Prairie, but that no. was always on the schedule. Dodge County and Little Falls play too. No, no. Um, whatever. Just I thought I had a ride. thought I had a conference. Okay, that team. was a good one, Tony. Hot I'll take. Find, I will find. <laughs> Save it. Save that one for later. I will find it. I will find it. I will find it. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> other news news that we have we have a couple of uh, significant injuries that occurred in the past week. Got two arguably top five players in the state who are on the shelf now. Uh, first, we'll start with Joey Pierce in Hermantown. Uh, left the Denfeld game this past week and was seen uh, with a crutch in a boot afterwards. So get well soon, Joey. Yeah. It's mm. a big... The, this is news to me. Yeah. I didn't even know this hmm. until I got on the show. Sorry, Carl. I you're like bre- this. Yeah, I you're like breaking it. something yeah, to both of us. I've got no fresh pun intended news for you here. <laughs> <laughs> and spies and heritage. It sounds like. All right. What's the other one? And finally, um, uh, Jackson Blake, who of course, <laughs> whose uh, status seems to be an unending saga, um, <laughs> has also seemed to seems to have reaggravated his foot injury and is apparently out a couple of weeks. So when did you uh, hear that? Uh, it was before the Buffalo game because he did not play in the Buffalo game. Hmm. Was this the one yesterday where they won eleven to one? Yeah, uh, nothing. <laughs> I, I've had more. Te- the reason I say is I've had more texts and more commentaries on yeah. Jackson Blake's foot than any player, <laughs> and that includes. I mean, I follow girl injuries. I follow youth injuries. I, that's the the hottest injury of them all. That's why when you say that, Carl, I, I've heard he was back now. 
Maybe he's re-aggravated. I don't know. Who knows? Basically, what we like, what I like to say about Jackson Blake, what follow the box scores. The box score doesn't lie. Yep. If yeah. He's playing. He was, his foot is fine. If he's not playing, his foot isn't fine. Yeah. He Next was topic, not playing right? on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. So he did not play against yeah. Buffalo. Nope. I don't know if I'm guessing he's resting his foot for Buffalo because they knew they were going to defeat them with or without him. And they play St. Thomas on Saturday. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, they're resting for, yeah. for that. Game. Yeah, I. And if he's not, and, and he doesn't yeah. play against them, I'm guessing he's just making sure he's 100 percent for playoffs. Yeah, he didn't come back to high school hockey to play more games, Mm-mm. so he came back uh, to win a state title. Yeah, yep, that's a good good take though. Yeah, good take, Carl. All right, next we have uh, we. We have something that will inspire quite a bit of controversy, I'm sure. But we learned where the birthplace of Minnesota hockey was this past week. We did. Um, uh, Matt Jasper, who's a, we'll call him a correspondent of ours. Uh, he's definitely doing a ton of great video work he, for us now um, on our staff. He was in Halleck recently, and he's like, did you know that the birthplace of hockey in minnesota is in halleck i'm like what he goes yeah the first organized hockey game was played there and they have a sign in the town i'm like i was like he said that i go well take that warroad you know? yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, the, 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 the eggs town. are coming in from warroad and eveleth right now but... right. <laughs> i think it's kind of cool and i looked at the paint your water tower <laughs> it's interesting the whole bearcat thing is interesting um, there must well, the other schools must have a cat in it for something because they the Halleck High School is the, the, are the Bears okay you know but Kitson Central which who they they yeah. co-op with this is the Bear, bear cat. Cats you know that's their, maybe it's a Wildcat sort of situation I don't know I don't know the other schools in Kitson County sorry uh, I can look, I wish I knew that look it up I don't know up. I don't know that what makes that up but I'm guessing there's a cat in there somewhere that makes sense all right Carl what else you got. Uh, I guess we can play who has COVID. Who has COVID? <laughs> Come on you, down. Is, I'm a part one of my soapboxes <laughs> on this one today. All right, let's hear it, Carl. Uh, so Prairie Center uh, was joined the, the ranks this past week, and they seem to have caused some havoc in central Minnesota. There are a number of teams that had games canceled because they'd either been exposed to Prairie Center or you know, played <laughs> them directly. So. Uh, they're, they're they're the main culprits this week. Also, see Coon Rapids joining the list. Um, Little Falls is still Falls. out. From, That's the <laughs> one I know of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Princeton should be coming back soon, also from its spout. Uh, and there's some other stray games canceled, in, mostly in central Minnesota and southern part of the state that I just couldn't track why. It didn't seem like there were full cancellations, but some teams like Wyndham, Minnesota River. Uh, Wilbur had a couple of cancellations also, so who knows what's going on there? Hill Murray girls had it, mm-hmm. and they, we, they had we had World coming down, and I knew that one. Uh, that was this weekend we missed out on. Um, so here's a, a mini soapbox, not compared to my mini bigger soapbox. soapbox. The, the mini soapbox is I call it the ruler. Like in most things, when you need to measure inches, you pull out a ruler, and it's six inches or eight inches, the ruler for COVID, and this is for youth, this is for girls, this is for boys, it's across the, the spectrum of Minnesota hockey here, is there's no rule for what a quarantine equals. Some teams, it's two false positives or a false positive and a negative test, you can play. 
Um, another team, it's exposed, you're out for 14 days. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to what the Department of Health rules are and what actually people follow. And it's really frustrating for those that follow it. It's really frustrating for tournament organizers like myself trying to manage what, when people are going to actually bow out of a tournament and when they when they actually can come back and play in a tournament or play high school hockey. So there's my first rant. Carl, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just so inconsistent and it's frustrating and it's probably reflective of different attitudes in different places, which, yes. of course, has been the story of this past year on many levels anyway. So mm-hmm. maybe, no surprise, perhaps, but it's just tiring. Any other news you want to set me up on Soapbox number two? <laughs> no, I think it's time for Tony Soapbox. <laughs> Tony Soapbox! This is, this is just, <laughs> you know, if, if you haven't noticed, we are not, Youth Hockey Hub is the only live stream games that we perform are contracted ones. So we're doing Prior Lake Girls and Maple Grove Girls games this year. We used to, in pre-COVID, we would just basically show up at a rink and, and broadcast a game on a moment's notice. We obviously just, there's so many rules within the live streaming world that just make it too tricky to do that and to make, and games can get, like we just talked about, games can get canceled, you know, on a moment's notice. Now you have a crew. What do you do with a crew that you've already paid and they get they show up at a rink and it's been canceled? It's just it's not worth all the headaches. But what, what, what my soapbox and rant is, and we talked about this on 10 Minutes this week, is let the opposing team come in and live stream for the fans that of these opposing teams. They're used to watching on the Jefferson platform or the Forest Lake platform or the Brainerd platform. Just let them come into the building, turn a camera on, and put a broadcaster next to the cameraman. If he's got to be at the blue line to get social distance, Fine, but let them in for crying out loud. Let these people have a platform. If you have a if you have a no visiting fans rule, you have a two fans per. There's a lot of visiting fans who can't come to the game. Let them find their their what they're used to on their Facebook page or wherever they're getting it. Let them have that. You're kicking them out is just el stupido as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's already hard enough to have exactly. grandma like Thank find you. the live stream for <laughs> the one school, now trying to work IT to get grandma to go to the other school. I'll never forget, oh. I was doing a Minnetonka Edina game over at Pagel, and Steve Lohite, Luke's dad's like, how can my mom find this on her iPad? I'm like, go to the homepage of YHH and get the link. Press with your finger on the link. That's mm-hmm. all you have to do. Okay, because she's having a hard time finding it. I'm like, it shouldn't be that hard. But it is. It is hard for these people to find it. Yeah. My, my theory is if your email ends with sbcglobal.net. <laughs> or AOL. <laughs> AOL, yeah. Your internet or uh, computer like savviness is non-existent. Yeah. We, were short on new- yeah. we were short on news this yeah, week. I figured this was a time. Oh. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I still have a Hotmail, Carl, but I, I have a lot that flows into my Hotmail account. It's yeah. I can't delete it. Yeah, we were short on a little news this week, so I figured I would soapbox up on two yeah. very relevant topics. Yeah, you yeah know, well, that's fine. The, the yeah. Live streaming, so. And I'll just say this. I'm concerned about the state of streaming for sections, too. Like, <laughs> I'm very worried that it's going to be like, if a section final happens and no one watches it and no one is allowed in the building, did it really happen? I, 
But there are some sections that are talking about not having stuff there, which yeah. is the craziest thing. It's like, well, we want to use the numbers so the people can go in. And it's like, well, <laughs> there's not enough. It's like three people. It's like you would have sold out, let's say, the Coliseum <laughs> if you could. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, let people watch. You could sacrifice three people to film it to get a couple thousand more to watch it online. Yeah, it, I will pay a dollar to watch a live stream section game. Okay? Yeah. Just think about that. How many people, if a dollar is the barrier to entry, I would do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not even going to comment on that. Okay. I'm just, uh, this, this, I'm going to wait till this little thing plays out. We'll do our best to cover it. And we're going to, the best coverage I can promise you will be with us. But what that coverage looks like, nobody knows. (laughs) Nobody knows. Um, Um, How about fans and stands? No, we're up to 250. What are you you, you all seeing around the state? It's, Different, I would say. White Bear looked normal this week when I was there. Like what? Normal? 2020 normal or 2021 no, normal? 2021 normal. Well, I was Sorry. at Edina on Friday. We night, both were, and it was not normal. There were. It was the most fans packed. to start with, and then next thing I know, there was 40 fans, and then there was a hundred fans, and the poor guy, the traffic guy, the security guard at the school is also the security guard at the rink. This guy, I felt so bad for him trying to keep students socially distanced. And it's a that lesson right there, what I watched on Friday, is the perfect reason I know I'm going to get shot down for saying this. <laughs> Don't let the students oh, oh. into the state tournament because there won't be social distancing. And if they aren't social distanced, some jackhole is going to make a mockery out of us, us hockey people and hockey fans at the state tournament for not social distancing. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth the black eye. Just don't let the students in. Maybe let the band in. I think the band would be awesome. But that would be your 60-person student section would be also the band. Yeah. You guys' thoughts on that? Well, and then it's hard for out-of-state bands, too. You think about that. Why? Well, then they got to stay at a hotel. Oh, but the bands usually come. I I know. I'm just saying, like, it just gets more complicated. No, I know. Obviously, parents, four parents. Four adults, like a real adults, you know, should be allowed into the state tournament, et cetera, et cetera. But no students, they just can't help themselves. I watched it. I watched it all unfold right there. They cannot help themselves from standing right next to each other. Yeah. Carl? Yeah, it's 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 sad because fundamentally this is a high school event. That's, this is who it's for. But, right, if we can't follow rules, we can't. Terribly sad. <laughs> terribly, terribly sad. And, I, and I'm not in favor of this, but it's the only way to make it right. Yep. Without getting shamed. And I, we don't need the shame. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> what is next? Uh, we got some rankings? Uh, yeah. Should we do some top tens? Yeah. All right. Class we'll A. Class A. Yep. Yes. Number one. Gentry. Yes. Gentry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh Hermitown. Hermitown. There's not a big change. One no. Yep. No. Two Gentry. Yep. Three Matamidi. Yep. Four East Grand Forks. Yep. yep. Five Warroad. Yep. Even though they lost. But they'll play this week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Six Duluth Denfeld. Yep. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, Tony and I talked about that one. We decided that losing nine to three to Hermantown 
was also something that number seven would probably do. So, it's true, though. Yes, and that number seven is Fergus Falls, and yeah. and they didn't yeah. have a great week. You know, they didn't, no, the they overtime didn't win against Sartell. I and have they, that they noted. Dominate, so there's no reason to put them at six. No, eight Little Falls. Yeah, didn't who play. knows? Didn't play, and then now we have two new members to the mm-hmm. top ten. Alex, Matt, no Mankato, East lost. Okay, uh, and so yep. did Dodge Both County. Dodge County. Yeah. So we have two new members. <laughs> Welcome to Welcome. the show. <laughs> well, n- number nine is, is a former member of the top ten who had taken a, a long ways time away, but has now returned to us. That, that would be Delano. Okay. 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 Five out of their last six, with their only loss to. Who was it? Not a beat eye, I believe. Uh, uh, and that's a good yeah. loss. And a that's good, good and a yep. good game too. Okay. Okay. All right. And number ten. So, uh, a returnee from a long absence from the top ten, <laughs> Breck. Oh, <laughs> read their resume, Carl. We, so we went through a lot won. of resumes. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> it was like a job search. <laughs> we yeah, we no, haunted no, and we found you. They interviewed <laughs> well. They interviewed well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, so they uh, like Delano have won five of their past six, with the only loss coming to Gentry. Look at their season. They're nine and four. Their losses are to um, Gentry twice by large margins. Yeah. To Matabidi. And then one to Providence, but they did just beat Providence this past week. So they sure could have avenged that bad loss. They have have a win over Blake, who's a good double A team, and they have a win over Delano. Okay. Um, And then they've taken care of everyone else. They're not a bad team. One team that I saw sneak into the Let's Play Hockey for Class A was Northern Lakes because they're 11 and one. They're on my sneaky teams. They're definitely sneaky. Yeah. But since the entire Kupich family who all work for us or have worked for us went to Aitken, which is part of Northern Lakes, they don't get in the top no, 10. No, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's really fair. They also lost to River Lakes. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that. Yes. And, and their signature win is Detroit Lakes. In Greenway? Detroit Lakes in <laughs> overtime. Yeah, it, it, I agree with it. I just, I was like, Northern Lakes is 11 and 1? Huh, weird. Okay, double A, Carl. Double A. Number one, Maple uh, Grove. Oh, God, that's a Shocker. surprise. Oh. Yeah. Number two, Eden Prairie. Okay. Okay. Number three, I feel a little questionable on this one, but Grand Rapids. I I don't think so. Their wins support it, though, right now. Mm. <laughs> Tony is constipated. Mm. Mm. I don't like that one. I, 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 no. I, I don't like, like that one. I don't like that boy, honey. I they don't like that boy. 60 or 70% chance of going to state, but no. I don't like it. Oh. Carl? Okay. Oh, I lost back. you for a second there. Uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Four. Four is Hill Murray. Okay. See, I thought they were going to make it to three. But, but Rapids beat them. That's the problem. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on paper, having watched both, like, some parts of both their games yesterday, yes, I think Hill is a somewhat stronger team right now, but yeah, with... Wins don't lie. The re- the results, <laughs> yep. <laughs> results matter. This is uh, going to get interesting. Count the votes, Tony. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number five, Lakeville South. Okay, good, yeah. If you yeah, they are still yeah. undefeated. 
Yeah, they just had a rough week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Six, prior leg. Okay. Seven, Andover. See, I would have had them higher. Yeah, they're would, on I a heater. Flip, I would flip, flip prior, prior leg, leg and, yeah. and, and Andover. And then eight, eight, Cretan. Yes, eight is Cretan. Cretan had a good week. Yes. Yeah, they're winning games the way they should be winning them. Yes. If they want to be a top seed. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets interesting. How is he going to sneak Wyzetta in here? <laughs> before, before he, how is he going to sneak Wyzetta in here? And can he keep Edina out after the week they had? <laughs> Let's I, go, Carl. I almost had an expletive there. Bring because... it on. Number nine, St. Thomas Academy. <laughs> yeah, I think Edina is better. They've beaten them. Ten. Ten. Edina. Yes! <laughs> I called it last night. Yeah. What were they ranked last week, Carl, in your rankings? They were out of the top 15. I'm going to pull it up just to see how far they were. Isn't that weird? Two games. I know. And you can shoot 10 spots. If you're Edina. If you're Edina, you, you can. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. They were 17. Green Breezers. Yeah. Green they Breezers. They were 17. 17. Ooh. Yeah. Beat two top 10 teams convincingly. Yeah. Only other team that I, well, I mean, a 7AA team could do that in Carl's rankings. Not Duluth East, but a different 7AA team could probably do that. Just the sandbag Duluth East. Yeah, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. Forest Lake. Yeah, Forest Lake. <laughs> no. I like that top 10. I won't uh, who's call a, you a bad word this week. Who's outside of oh. it, Carl? Uh, our old friends, Wysetta, are just outside. Uh, so is Rosemont, Minnetonka. Rosemont's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like what I saw from them. Yeah. Uh, Benil clocks in at 14 after Ooh. their uh, adventurous what, week. What were they <laughs> last like week? Seven last week. Yes, they were. They dropped seven. He died gains well, seven. Well, in like the last two they weeks, eight, they, were, they were at number three. Three or four? Yeah. And now. Uh, five. Oh. Five. Oof. They weren't three because. No, no. Lakeville and EP yeah. kind of yeah. own that for the first half of the year. Yeah, the bottom. We can talk about thirteen in a little I bit. Think this, if I were making a top ten, uh, this would be my top ten. Except the casino Andover, I'd flip. I even can even buy the the Rapids Hill Murray because of the head to head. Yeah, I in Creighton in my book could pass Prior Lake just based on recency that they really yeah. took it to Stillwater. This week, sweet. I love that. I like. Lake's from- not exactly rolling over either. No, <laughs> no. So it, it's just. And they, they beat Rosemont five to two a week ago. Okay, yeah. And yeah. Rosemont just gave Lakeville South a very good game. Yeah, and shots were like fifty to thirty-one. I'm pretty sure. I, I watched that game. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get. To- he we'll just ninja ninja you right now. He, whatever that is. He <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, he basically just did that to you. I beakered him. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, um, Tony, uh, you want to take away our Red Black League coach interview? Before I do that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Red Black League. It's a great off-season league, uh, whether it's just right out of the season in spring and you're a baseball player or spring sports star, you want to keep playing some hockey? Check out the Red and Black League. Uh, if you're uh, playing summer sports or fall sports and you want to get involved in, in uh, some hockey, it's it's no check hockey. Um, there's not a lot of huge commitment to play. If you if you got a practice or you got something to miss, you can miss. Um, 
it's fun. Uh, you meet other kids from other uh, associations, cities. Uh, it's, it, the competition level is good. There's junior gold players. There's JV players. There's varsity players. It's a good league. Check it out, redandblackleagues.com. Today's Red and Black League coaching interview is a great one. We bring in Annie Lundbaum, the head coach for the Roseau Rams. Annie's a Roseau alum and who went on to West Point and is a rare service academy graduate from Roseau. He's been the head coach for the Roseau Rams since 2010. And welcome to the show, Andy Lundbaum. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. Uh, real pleasure to be on here and uh, talking to you guys. Uh, well, this is awesome, having uh, the Rozo head coach, longtime Rozo head coach. Yes. And uh, I'll be honest, I to do that intro, I had to do some research on you. And what I found was there's two Andy Lundbaums with Division One hockey pedigrees. Well, from Rozo. From Rozo. <laughs> Would the real Andy Lundbaum please stand up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are two of us. Uh, my cousin, he graduated a couple years younger than me, and I was born in '77. He was born in '79, and yeah, we, uh, both both Andy Lundbums. It's a little bit goofy, and, and now he's a guide up at uh, the Angle, and uh, and he's booked all summer long. He does a tremendous job up there. He's also a taxidermist, so I'll get <laughs> I'll get these people wanting to drop their fish off. You want to drop the deer carcass off, but it's like, nope, that's, that's not me. So, so then, yeah, when I'm, I'm talking to you earlier, it's like, oh, hey, so, yeah, so you went to St. Cloud? Nope, nope, that's not me. I, <laughs> I went I went to Army. I graduated from Army. And, and so, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's a little bit, it gets a little bit goofy sometimes. But And, he, yeah, and the best part about it is Army isn't exactly a – you know, hotbed of Roseau kids. You you might be one of the few West Point graduates from from your high school. Oh, for sure, for for sure. I man, um, I think I ran into a guy who had graduated a few years before me. Uh, but yeah, not not many not many Roseau grads end up uh, in a service academy, let alone in in, uh, in at West Point or you know Army. Yeah, you might see some at Air Force just because of hockey purposes, but that would be about it. Yeah, even uh, Air Force. I know Jason Fabian went there. Yep. Uh, he was the most recent. He was a 2008 graduate from Roseau. And uh, and I think there we had uh, a Lund, Adi Lund, went there uh, back in the 70s, I believe. Do you, ever, Air Force. do you ever just sit and stare at the wall at, at the Memorial <laughs> building and, and memorize all the names of all the kids and, that played at Division One schools at the wall there? Yeah, well, uh, the, the Hall of Fame wall was – the Division One wasn't up until recently, but the Hall of Fame one uh, was when I was a kid. And I remember many times being up at the rink waiting for the Zamboni or, you know, waiting for my – my uh, waiting, waiting in line to get my food at the concession stand and just looking up at all those pictures going, boy, that'd be, that'd be really cool one day to get that face up there. So I, uh, and then, you know, now they have the division one uh, wind wall and that's, they've done a heck of a job um, with those pictures. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty neat thing. So let's get into some questions about uh, being Rozo. We know a little bit about you. You had a, a college, you know, high school career, college career, uh, went on and played some minor pro. How did you get into coaching? What, what, what was the step? Uh, you're a teacher and a coach. How did you, what, what led <laughs> yeah. you to there, right? Yeah, yeah. I even tell this to my students when I'm sitting in class teaching them. 11th grade, I have the same classroom that I had when I was in 11th grade and I, I remember sitting there 
and going, there is no way in heck I'll ever be a teacher. No, no way in heck. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I thought I had other plans, accountant, of obviously professional hockey player, and, uh, you know, different things like that. And, and then, you know, uh, playing career. And I, I kind of you know, wanted to play Division One hockey. And Army, my senior year, Army called me every week and just said, hey, we want you. We want you. We want you here. And I don't know, it just, it, it meant something to me. And I know I told my, that just that they were that interested. And I talked to my dad about it. And he's like, you know, at some point hockey's done. And, and you know, there's aren't too many people that are, uh, have the ability to go to a service academy. And he, he just kind of said, you know, if I would have had that choice when I was your age, it would have been a no-brainer. You know, because I, you know, I think he played, uh, when he was at Gustavus, he'd played Air Force. And he just was in awe the whole time, he said. And, and so it kind of sold me and I ended up going there and, you know, getting an engineering degree. And, and then, and then fortunately near the end of my career there, I, uh, San Jose came around and said, Hey, we'd like, uh, we'd like to sign you. What's it going to take? You know, you're at a service academy. So we worked something out at the time and signed with San Jose and was able to play minor pro with them. And, you know, I've been a couple, um, uh, blowing out knees later uh they're, i'm like well now now what right and i've got a wife by that time and a, a son and and uh, the hockey was awesome but what do you do if uh, the knee doesn't come back and I, you know when i was playing pro hockey and uh, and doing the army thing i, I really liked uh, the summers not having to do as much so i thought well, what, what other jobs and, and that kind of that kind of pointed me towards coaching and and then it's and then it's like well kind of a natural fit then to be a teacher and you know i i, I just felt that at that point i knew i had a another uh, buddy of mine that went into teaching and he just said he loved it and i just he just started really thinking about it and and so then i went back to school for two years and and then got my teaching degree and ended up getting hired at my alma mater so things worked out pretty well so let's go through the the uh, how you pulled the David Robinson and got out of, <laughs> yeah. and got out of your yeah. two year commitment after. How did that work? Yeah, well, no, it's a five year commitment. Yeah, okay. Uh, everyone signed up for a five year commitment, and then uh, you know, uh, so after you know, after going uh, graduating high school ninety five, graduating call uh, West Point ninety nine, uh, you know, then I'm signed up for five years, uh, which you know, two thousand four. Um, that's not but, really like hindsight says that's going to be a busy time for the army yeah. too. Right. Yeah. When you look through nine right. 11 and all yeah. that other stuff. Right. Yeah. So when I graduated in 99, we all knew about bin Laden, but bin Laden hadn't been able to really affect anything on the home front. Um, he had, uh, he'd blown up an embassy or, or his group Al Qaeda had blown up an embassy in, uh, Kenya. Yep. They had uh, bombed the USS this is coal. Yep. And and so I mean everyone and everyone. Did they have a West failed Bank attempt on the on the that that never completely got tied to yeah, him? Okay. Not... Al Qaeda, but we all. I mean, when we when the army was like, it is, it is, and the intelligence was like, it is, then it was kind of like, oh no, can't it can't be? They can't do anything on our land, right? Yeah. But but everyone in the army is like, we have to take this guy out. This guy needs to be taken out. We have to take him. And that's what you hear heard almost every all the time over there. It's only a matter of time. We've got to, and, and you know, it's but it's a different you know world, and you know the politicians are running 
things. And, uh, and so all they did was just kind of drop a couple bombs on the training sites and maybe more, more or less just kind of scare the ant nest a little bit. And, but, but yeah, and so I graduated in 99 and nothing had really affected the home front. And so San Jose was asking, what would it take to sign you? And so I went and talked to some the gen, the four-star general, their superintendent said, you know, this is, this has been uh, laid before me. What, what can we do here? Is there something we can do that, you know, can help the army and, and also obviously let, let me maybe pursue a dream. And, and uh, I fortunately had some really, really great individuals that, you know, sat down and looked at it from all the angles and, and, and allowed me to, you know, uh, sign with San Jose and still fulfill my military obligation. So it worked out for me. And then in fact, I'm sitting at, you know, two years down the road, I'm sitting at San Jose's training camp. Um, and all of a sudden my roommate wakes me up and goes, uh, you know, guy by the name of Robert Mueller, defenseman, wakes me up and he goes, you know what, the World Trade Center just got bombed. And and that was uh, that was when I was at San Jose's training camp and we were getting ready to my first uh exhibition game with a NHL jersey on was like only a couple days away. So we shut down camp for a couple days and and then uh, we kind of resumed, but 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 the whole time I've had to get in touch with my commander back at the National Guard. Well, what's going on? Are we going to get called up? So that was that was kind of what was going on there. Yeah, wow. crazy, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. And we're here to talk about hockey, and all of a sudden we yeah, got right. sunk into Bin <laughs> Laden. I love it. I love no, it. that's cool. Off the good rail there, I, I would say. Okay, so let's let's. Kind of segue back to hockey. You're you're back at <laughs> Rozo. You're teaching. Um, what year was that? Then so my first year uh, teaching in Rose was 2005, 2006. Okay. Uh, the, the year before that, I was uh, student teaching um, with uh, student teaching in Bagley, and I was assistant coach at Bagley. Right. With, uh, was there the head? Where were you going coach, to school? Bemidji. Okay, I got it. All okay. right. Had to be so somewhere close. There, yeah. The head coach there was Mike Huglin. <laughs> and it turns out to, I, there were three little rug, rugrats running around. No. Right yes, yes. <laughs> Funny story about one of our. Uh, one of them's calls. married now, and one of them's yes. about to go to the Montana. U, and one's about yeah. to graduate for you. Crazy. Yeah, one, one's my one's a senior captain of the team this year. In fact, my, my wife was sitting in the stands during one of our games with uh, his wife, and, uh, you know, the three are running around, and here's. Here's Paul running around, and he bends over to pick something up and put it in his mouth, and he, he kind of looked back at his mom with this face of like, like maybe hard to explain, but but just made this really uh, ew face, right? And, <laughs> and Brenda goes, "Oh, he, he must have got a hot one." <laughs> I think that was kind of the the third kid syndrome, where you know, in the first one you're kind of holding them and making sure they're, but then by the third one they run around crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, that hot one is uh, Paul Huglin <laughs> now, and he's he's yeah. probably one of your best players, if not your best player. Uh, isn't oh, that a sure. strange yeah. a strange segue into your team this year? Is yeah. is you got a really big senior class? Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, actually, I think we're more junior laden. Yeah, but uh, but we have obviously Paul Huglin as a senior. We have a a goalie, uh, Tuttle, a starting goalie right now as a senior. Uh, but you know, a lot of the uh, uh, scoring is still coming from our our junior class. That would be you know Gavin Gunnarsson, uh, Max Strand, uh, uh, Thor Bufflin. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, we have we do have some solid seniors. This is one of those years. You know, you don't always get this in Rosal, but 
it was one of those years where we were getting production out of every class. And when that happens, that's when we can have our, you know, our best uh, seasons. Uh, we gotta, we gotta ask the question about Rozo and uh, maybe to some extent world as well. Yeah. You know, the, the secret sauce. I mean, the, obviously most people who listen to the show know the ice is free and, 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 and kind of the culture there and you, everyone knows about the, the, the great stars, but walk through some of those, the benefits of being a, a Rozo hockey player and, and what, what it, what it looks like day to day up there in Rozo. Well, I, you know, it, so it's a weird, weird question, you know, from uh, from us on the inside that you know live it of what's different because uh, you know, and I haven't spent a whole lot of time in other uh, Minnesota cities, you know, coaching or teaching, you know. So, but I I think uh, I think the expectations are part of it. You know, a kid, uh, you know, if the if the Bantams lose to a team, you know, the whole town is like, well, what what happened? You know, and, and maybe, you know, the PUEs or whatever, they lose to a team. What happened where it's not a, just maybe a necessarily a guaranteed pat on the back when, you know, that might be part of it. You know, their the expectations are so high. We're supposed to be where we're at. And, you know, I have a sign on my wall when I'm teaching, the higher the expectations, the better the results. Um, so, you know, maybe that's tied into it. And obviously, you know, like me now with, with a, a squirt and a 12U, uh, I mean, they're at the rink constantly i'm constantly shuffling cars back to back my, my wife and i are kind of passing each other like ships in the night is she's going to drop one off i'm going to pick the other up and get to the rink and my son waves at me he's not coming off the ice until for another hour because practice got done and now there's open hockey so <laughs> well we can't get him off the ice and, and he's out there with about you know 15 of his buddies they're just passing the puck around and uh, working on their skills and pick, playing little pickup games. So, I was talking to uh, Peter explaining that we were in War, War Road and then drove through Rozo and we get there and it's like two o'clock and the, it's like the bus drops like 30 or 40 kids off, you know, right by the Legion there and they all come running to the rink. They have all their equipment there. They have candy, they have food, Billy Lund's feeding them. And from after school till dinner time, they have indoor open hockey. That's got to be a huge benefit to the skill development and an, an un, uncoached skill development going on there at the rink. Right. And, you know, you know, everyone's always saying the better that the, the more times kind of adults can just take a step back and, and, and let the kids just play. Uh, you get the most fun out of it, and then when the when they're having the most fun is when they're developing the most. You know that's kind of been a, a pretty good recipe right on through and learning anything. You know if a kid really like I don't know you go back and read how Bill Gates learned the computer. He he got up at four in the morning and snuck out of his parents' house and he'd go sneak into uh, I think it was Washington University and he'd sit on the computer and just program and nobody knew about it yet <laughs> and uh but i mean it's kind of similar these kids are just doing it right on their own and they're learning and having fun and they don't even know it well let's let's talk about rozo and the expectations that come with the program rozo's been in the state tournament i believe every decade of the state tournament it's won nearly every decade of the state tournament it's a rank memorial is a rank that they only hang the state championship banners which isn't you know go to hermantown that's a little bit different type of thing <laughs> and, and so, a hermantown dig on a rozo interview nice 
But what's talk about the expectations that you know come with the program each year? Well, yeah, and that's that's it. We're uh, we're expected to be one of the top teams in the section uh, every year. We're expected to be able to compete with the top teams in the section, and we feel every year we can. I mean, you know, sometimes it comes down to that one game playoff, and and the score doesn't go in our favor. But it, it, it and even even since I've been the head coach, it sure doesn't feel like uh, that we couldn't have beat those teams, right? It just, uh, just didn't happen at that night. Um, so yeah, there's always that expectation. And, you know, with this group, uh, nothing's changed. They've, uh, they've had some success going, uh, going through the youth. I don't know how many state tournaments they've made at, uh, in the Peewees or Bantam years. They've, they've definitely come close a few of the times. I think they've, they've all played in at least one state tournament. And so, you know, the, the expectations are there. Let's go through this is a question. This is not off the script, but what if what are the plans for eight double A? Because seven double A has already stated that they're going to go home rink. Is that a statewide thing, or are you guys going to have a, a section final in in Bemidji this year? The email that I've gotten from the tournament director says the top seed will have home ice advantage through playoffs. I figured that to be the case, but wow, if you're in St. Michael and you got to drive to Roseau, that's a long drive See, for a section final. That's, that's how the city always thinks. If you're down in St. Michael and you got to drive all the way up to Roseau, it's still six hours for us, too. I, I know. Yeah, I, down, right? I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, coach. No, I'm sorry. The same. I meant the <laughs> same way. Like the same. Michael was number one, and like you, it's, it's a long it's drive. Coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> you know. It's what we always hear. Geez, we gotta go all the way up there for a playoff. Well, yeah, and we would have to come all the way down there if it was the tables were turned. Well, well, I agree. I, I meant, I'm sorry. I, I misread no, I, the no, question. I it's good, though. I like it. I like getting smacked upside the head. It only happens about four times a week on this show, so it's fine. But uh, let's talk about that a little bit because yeah, yeah. you guys rarely travel down to the Metro. And so whenever, I mean, I saw you guys play Rogers last year, I believe, at Rogers. And the bus was a school bus that you guys took down type of thing. And so, like, you guys don't come down to play that often. Is it hard to get, you know, teams to schedule you down here? Or is it hard to get teams to come up there as well? You know, it's hard to have consistency. Um, you know, thankfully we have a team like uh, Centennial that, and, and before that it was Blaine where, uh, you know, they were willing to make a trip up to Roseau every other year, uh, as long as we came down to play them. We had that with Blaine when coach yep. Doss was there for a number of years. And then uh, the new coach came in and that, and, and they just, they just went more conference schedule, but, uh, you know, now we have Centennial and I think we have a great relationship with that program and, They've, they've been coming up every other year. In fact, this year they would have been scheduled to come up. Uh, with COVID happening, we, we, uh, we, we both kind of had to nix that. But the plan is right now, next year, they're, gonna, they're coming up to Roseau, and when we plan on going down there the following year. And, we'll, and then when we, when we get down there, we'll just pick up another team. So I'll, you know, uh, as soon as this, you know, we start scheduling and I, we're going down to Centennial, I'll just figure just call around and see what team will would, would host us on a Saturday night. You've gotten you've got Edina some years. You've gotten St. Holy Family. Yeah. I've been at that yeah, one. Yeah, and we and we, we try to make a conference or a section trip down. Yeah. Uh, like this year, we we actually bust all the way down to St. Cloud, 
for one game and came back. And normally we'll try hit St. Cloud and St. Mike was and two years ago. Year go Rogers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, are you guys required to play a certain number of games in, in section eight double A? No, not at all. Okay. I just curious. Yeah. I, yeah. You think that you think there would be, but I don't, it's difficult because, you know, and then that, uh, before probably three or four years ago, um, there was a quite uh, a difference between the top seed and the bottom seed in, in AAA. Yeah. Where, yeah. where now, recently, I you know I think some people are even saying it's it might be one of the tightest sections. Most parity, uh, yes. Know, in these last couple of years, you know, from top to bottom. Um, I was going to ask about the 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 relationships it just seems like and you know this for being a youth uh, at the peewee and bantam the dix johnston and the osby tournaments yeah. are such big draws for the maple groves the eden prairies the dinas it's, it's like they have to make their homage to the to the therapy room they have to make their <laughs> homage to the legion they think it's the greatest thing ever i've always wondered why can't this translates to those big, you know, late conference type teams to come and play you guys in high school. And you also have world right down the street. So right. why yeah. can't we pull this off? Yeah, I wish we could, you know, uh, thankfully we do have a team or two every now and then uh, calling us up saying, Hey, we'd love to come play. You, you know, it's been, uh, you know, the coach will say it's been my dream to play in Rosemore Road and bring a team up there. So, like, uh, this year, Wyzetta was on our schedule to come up for a Rosemore Road weekend. And, uh, you know, COVID happened, but uh, we have it scheduled next year. So, Wyzetta is going to make the trip up. And I know I've been in touch with uh, Matamidi coaches and uh, their athletic director, and they want to make a trip up to Roso here in a, in a couple of years. But, yeah, I've tried to schedule with Eden Prairie. Um, Minnetonka came, we had a little home and home with Minnetonka at one point because I knew uh, the old coach uh, pretty well, Brian Urich. Uh, next year, we'll be going down uh, for that turkey trot. Yeah, you're in the turkey trot instead of Moorhead? Who knows? Yeah, we're in the turkey trot. Yeah, we have Andover. Interesting. Oh, that'll yeah. be fun. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, good yeah, stuff. is going to be in that, that tournament. This is good. This is good stuff. Maybe maybe one of these times we can get a white jersey. You know how many pictures of Rozo green jerseys I have <laughs> in my photo collection? I have zero white. I mean, probably dig through a box. No, no, no. I'm talking about. We'll get to that in just a second, Andy. I'm talking about an action shot because whenever you come to the six one two, you're always in your green jerseys. All right. Well, then geez, get in the car. Remember, it's it's way longer to come up, and you're going to be going uphill. It's really it's 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 hard. Some some thirty below weather as soon as you get past uh, say. Brainerd, okay? <laughs> and then it, 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 maybe even some snow. <laughs> hey, Andy, I said one time you can give me lumps, not two, okay? <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not just a dig to you. It's a dig to all the, I know. All yes. the groups that go, you know, yeah, everyone. So, like, hey, and- boy, we can't go all the way up there. Why don't you come down here? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. As you know, I have, uh, it's a tradition where I go to every school yeah. for the state tournament team. So if you well, do make go. it. Now it's on our shoulder. I love it. Yes, I will <laughs> be in your building. And I did interview Aaron in your building two years ago. So I've been there. I've been there a few times. So 
I still have yet to drink my first beer in the therapy room, though, so <laughs> I might have to do that. That, that. that includes a game, so I have to be there. So, All right, let's talk a little bit about the squad. You, we mentioned a few of your players. Uh, I watched your game against World the other night, and it was just jaw drop on Thor Bufflin and, and your blue line. Let's Because everyone talks about the scorers and the goalies. Let's talk about your blue line a little bit and, and what makes your team special there. Yeah, no, Thor Bufflin, he's a special player, and I think that particular game, uh, was one of his best games of the year. In fact, one of his best games of his career. And he he was he was looking forward to that game since uh, they they uh, took it to us in Roseau. Um They uh, you know, they beat us pretty good in Roseau and we didn't really start playing until it was way too late. And I know uh, you know Thor's a kid. He's an extremely competitive kid, and he I know he took that one personally. And I just remember uh, my my biggest memory from that game. Um, uh, was when I hopped in, when I got into the locker room before the bus came and I just saw the look in his eyes, like, holy cow, this kid is ready. And then the whole bus ride over, he sat, normally he sits in the back and he sat near the front of the seat and, and he didn't, he didn't have a whole lot to say. And, and then until, you know, he hopped on the ice and he let his play do the talking and he had a, he had a tremendous game. And, you know, he's got a, we got another uh, uh, player in his class, uh, Isaac Wensloff, who has been leading the, team in plus minus is a sophomore last year no this year again and, and he doesn't he's one of those defensemen doesn't get many points but he leads the team in plus minus so you know how how, how effective he must be when he is on the ice um and and so you know and we have a you know the, uh, the rest of the guys are coming along real nicely we got a senior ben johnson we got a a, a junior Alex Winsloff and then another sophomore Aaron Winsloff. So we call them the Winsloff triplets back there, but <laughs> we actually two of them, two of them are brothers, but and then, uh, then a cousin in there, right? Yeah. It's uh, uh, maybe it's second cousin twice removed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah something. But, so yeah. Three Winsloffs on the blue line. You know that you're going to have a good hockey team. <laughs> so last question here, what's it going to take when, when you're playing your best uh, to to punch a ticket, get it back first time since fifteen or fourteen, Danny. When's the last time you guys were there? Oh, uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, I lost yeah. to Lakeville North. Yeah, I remember that game. It was overtime, yeah. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was overtime. We so had some chances too. A lot of chances on that. Team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it going to take? What what when you guys are playing great? Uh, scouting report on you guys when you guys are when you guys are buzzing. Well, I think when our when our when we're forechecking hard and smart. And then, uh, and you know, we're disrupting things uh, when they're coming out of the zone to, you know, not give up odd man rushes for sure. And trying to get turnovers in the neutral zone, and you know, a big one for us is win that uh, special teams battle. And, you know, part the first part of that is take less penalties than the other team. Second part is uh, execute on that power play when you get your chances, and the, the third part is you know, take pride when you have the kill. Like. You know, uh, dude, you can uh, just not not let them capitalize on their power plays. And I think, you know, they talk about a lot of sports. You win that special teams, and it, uh, you know, it, it's a huge determining of the outcome. And, and uh, you know, obviously your goalie is going to have to play well, and, and he has. And uh, we're expected him to play well here to finish off the season and right through playoffs. Feel like I just sat in the uh, pregame locker room speech with with the, with the real Andy Lundbaum. Yeah, yeah. Re- and then if you want to do taxidermy, just call and I'll connect you with the other Andy. Yeah. Oh, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, head coach from Roseau Rams, Andy Lundbaum.
Well, thank you, Andy. I think I'm going to have to drive uphill six hours, maybe next year, to see you guys play for sure. It's uh, it's a uh, an event that we have to do as a staff is to I go know. to Roso and get our white jerseys. Yeah, you know the and, pictures, and I think you're going to get a white jersey too at some point. Fingers crossed. Um, will you cry when you get your white jersey? I'll just uh-huh. be very happy. I, 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 I got a green quite warroed, right? Yeah. The, I do like the green Roso better. I like the I like the white because I covet it from a photographer perspective. Yeah. yeah, I like. I'm a fan of the Duluthies black more than the Duluthies traditional white. Yeah. you know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's just in the Roso black, obviously. Too Roso has a black. Oh. Warroad. Sorry. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That would be cool. That would be cool. Their, their youth yeah. is red, white, and red. I mean, it's probably blue and white for for yeah. Rosa. Warroad's red, white, and blue. Sure. Sure. They got the red breezers, even. Okay. Let's talk about some games of the past uh, now. Um, Forest Lake, zero. White Bear Lake, zero in overtime. There was a clear just, like, <laughs> takedown in the last, like, ten seconds. That was a Callahan-like takedown. It was <laughs> just, like, no call. No call. Not even a penalty. No. That it should have been a penalty, penalty shot, shot, game misconduct. <laughs> like <laughs> instead, uh, ten seconds left, and they just let that one go. He'll run this out. <laughs> this was, I didn't see what preceded that. Well, I, there might have been some others. There, um, Leighton Road definitely could have gotten like he split. Um, a pair of defenders, and he was held a little bit. You know that type yeah. of play. Yeah. And they didn't call it, so like that was one. But then this one, it was like, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> and it was like, okay, we're gonna go home as a tie. Man. And that was that was a hard game to watch. Fun night for Danny. Yeah, that was not a lot of defense in this no. game because it was just it was like watching a pond hockey game. For me, it was just like, okay, we're breaking out the puck. Bail, bail, bail. Nobody hold. No teeter totter. <laughs> just go. And yeah. that was the whole night. And it was just weird. Um, okay, moving on. Andover four, Totino Grace zero. I watched this game. Was any takeaways on it? I yeah. think Andover is very fast. I, I was so impressed with Andover. I went against my bandwagon video and said on 10 minutes that, uh, I think that Andover might go to state. They're looking really good right now. And there's something to teams uh, the year after they go to state, too. Yeah. Oh, big time. And so that's something to watch out. And Garrett Schiffke is a He's player. A player. He's a He'll be so next week. A little preview. We'll do our Mister Hockey. You'll um, be in the conversation. He'll be in the conversation. So no question. Tune in next week for Mister Hockey stuff. It'll be a very hard year. Yeah. Very hard yeah. year. The first five are pretty darn easy. The next five are going to be, we're going to make some enemies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll be fighting each other. It'll be good entertainment. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of Eden Prairie kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, there are. And Maple Grove, for that yeah. matter, too. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, we'll talk about it more next year, but it's a weird year that points don't matter as much. 
I don't think, for Mr. Hockey. I don't think so either. Just based NHL's draft status seems to be one of the better predictors. Well, and points don't matter when you play your conference. Uh, here, let's use Kyle Kukinen. Yeah. Okay, Kyle Kukinen would not have the same amount of points as he has right now if he was playing Maple Grove's He's traditional. Averaging over four points a game. <laughs> like <laughs> Kyle is a lock for the top ten. No and Mr. Hockey. Yeah, he's but, one of the locks. Yeah. But, yeah, you wouldn't be averaging four points a game. I mean, that's higher than Benilde's, like, normal, like, points a game just as is or something. I know. I know. So, anyways, just something that's worth noting there. Um, speaking of Maple Grove, they beat Centennial 7-2. to Kyle probably had four points, it sounds and like. it was never close. It was yep. 5 nothing early, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was running away. There wasn't a lot of great games on um, Tuesday, but Delano 5, Litchfield 2, it's worth noting. Yep. Uh, Litchfield's got a few scores this week. Yep, and so this is one of them that I want to note on that. Um, Alexandria 5, Sartell 2. I think Alex is sneaking back into the top 10 conversation at least. Yep, they're like 6-5 like in one row. I know. So is Edina. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Edina's 7 5 and what have you. Right. Uh, seven, six, yeah. seven, it, here's a score because some people pump Mankato West, Mankato West 2, Fairbolt 2 in overtime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, I think let's. It's two teams in 1A. Let's acknowledge that. Yes. And, and move on. Um, and none of them are in the top ten. And none of them are in the top ten, and we'll get to why on that. Rozo three, East Cram Forks two in overtime. overtime. This is a good win for Rozo. Yep, a very good win. It's a game that they needed yeah. to win. And we were asking, you know, how much better would Rozo be when they were full strength? Well, the answer was they had lost narrowly to East Cram Forks when they were down a few people. Now they win when they they're full strength. Yep, and East Cram Forks is a top team. Yes. Um, Grand Rapids three, Moorhead one, good win for uh, Grand Rapids. About what I expect, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of what we're seeing out of Grand Rapids is low scoring. When was that game? Was that Thursday? Thursday. You, didn't we have a? Didn't wasn't this the week that Duluthies played Moorhead? You're not gonna read that one? No. Come on. Moorhead 6, Duluth East 0 on Tuesday. Okay, I read it. If, I didn't write it down. If I, I had a need to. crack staff. Um, oh, okay, thank you. I don't have a crack staff. Uh, if I did. Thanks. No, Carl, I was like, like mm. my own little staff guy. Like, hey, go do some research for me. I'd like to know, Carl said it in his tweet, it's going to be a long bus ride back for the Hounds tonight from Moorhead, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Carl, guess what? That is by far their longest bus ride back <laughs> from during the season. They don't play yeah. anyone more than four hours away. So it was it, a factual what statement. Were you, it's a factual statement. Yeah. Yeah. And, Nothing and else. I could be wrong there. They might go farther than four, but I don't think they do. I don't think they do. But it was going to be a long bus ride. <laughs> Yeah, Rosso comes into town next weekend for them. For yeah. them, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's maybe that's a longer bus ride. Eh, it's close. It's probably no, it's about definitely longer. Six, is it? 
six hours yeah, no, so uphill. Duluth is, Duluth is basically even with Moorhead, you know, east-west. But it's like four like, hours, though. Th- there, there's a third of the state north of Duluth to get up to the Canadian border. It's like three and a half to, to Moorhead. <laughs> it's a third of the state. <laughs> the, yeah. Tony's arguing with your geography, Carl. <laughs> yeah. But you have to go across, the 100% across the state to get to Moorhead. Yeah. Yeah, and Rosa was not that much less. Well, we'll I'm gonna, before the end of the show, I'm going to tell you what's further. I'm going to map it out for you. Keep uh, going, Danny. It's not so that. It's Carl has like a master's degree in oh, like. Yeah, 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 master's degree. How many maps do you have, Carl? Master's degree. <laughs> a lot of maps. I have this thing called MapQuest. I'm going to pop it up right here. here Carl has but as many point, maps as I have jerseys. MapQuest. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have MapQuest. Oh, okay. Okay. And a website that was good in 1999. I love it. Um, Moving on. It's it's, what? 238 miles to Moorhead. It's 273. It's over a half hour longer. That's a bathroom break if you ask me. Okay. For you, Carl was clicking faster <laughs> than me. He was. Us- I was using MapQuest, and he was using. Well, maps. I don't use MapQuest. He was I'm using Google Maps. Not, not, not 1972 or whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. In a game that was very close to one another, Minnetonka three, Wyzetta three in overtime. I thought this was a good tie for Minnetonka. Yeah, least. but then they had a bad loss to St. <laughs> Michael. Yes, and that's coming up. All right, sorry. Um, Sock Rapids 3, Monticello 2. I am glad you put this on the list. Sock Rapids is not very good. Sorry, Sock Rapids. And Monticello is a preeminent favorite in 5A. I have no idea what's coming out of 5A this year, but it's... And this is why Northern Lakes can make a case. Yeah. Well, are they 5A? Yes. Ooh. Yes. I thought they were 6A. No, they are 5A. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. This is where it gets complicated. I know. I know. Whatever comes out of 5A is going to oh. play at oh. 6 o'clock on Tuesday at the and State it could, like, it, could, it could look like Maple Grove, Coon Rapids. Yeah. Very oh. quick. Oh. Um, let's see. Talking of Matamidi, they lost to Eden Prairie 5-2, to two, but I think that's a pretty good loss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, score-wise. Yeah. Um, Hermantown, 9. Duluth, Denfeld, 3. Carl saw this game. I'm waiting for uh, his uh, report. Parts of it. I saw I saw bits of it. I saw the important parts, really. Because um, <laughs> Denfeld hung in there for a little bit. It was 2-2 two, two late in the first. And then uh, after that, Hermantown just flipped the switch. And a couple takeaways. Uh, one, I thought Hermantown was kind of sloppy. You know, they were just... No, they're 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 so talented it doesn't matter, but they were just giving up a lot of stuff they probably shouldn't give up. But for that matter, um, with the, with the talent gap, it just doesn't matter. You know, um, Plant had an amazing game, Dowd had an amazing game. They were just in pretty much total control. And Denfeld just, ugh, you know, defensively they are not built to take down the likes of a Hermantown. Yeah, it's just it's a different. It's playing a different team. Yeah. Like, you're just not deep enough. And, you know, that's the Section 7A final preview that you got there. And, and we've seen it a couple of weeks now, and Hermantown yeah. keeps showing that they are not going to back down. What about, you know, one of the calling cards, and I don't know his name off the top of my head, the calling cards for Dunfield was their great goaltending. Is it just their 
the levy is breaks after a while with with Hermantown? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was keep coming at you and there shorthanded goals or all sorts of crazy things happening, and it's just yeah, it's it's just hard to stop that kind of that kind of tide. I really wish we could see um, Hermantown play a few more top ten double A teams. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I know they played Rapids, That's and they'll play Rapids it. again this week too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to see them against the Eden Prairie. Yeah, it, a traditional or game, St. Thomas or why is that a Lakeville yeah, yeah. South? Yeah, yeah, they play great. Lakeville South every Normally. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, has Town played St. Thomas since 2013? No, Has that ever happened? No, didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Hermantown wants to schedule them ever, <laughs> ever. I, I I don't think I don't think Trent would have a problem scheduling them because Trent doesn't yeah. have any history with it. No, but it's the school does. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Moundsview two, Forest Lake one. I say this because if Moundsview can beat Forest Lake and White Bear can't beat Forest Lake, it, the middle range of four double A is a just a grab bag. It, it's mm-hmm. another great score. These are the scores that I'm always looking for in my significant scores. Like people are like, why has he got Moundsview on his significant score? I'm like, because it shows you so much in this year. You know, it's kind of the buy sell world. Like, well, this stock is has a little more value than you'd normally see. That's yeah. why I'm posting those types of scores. Mm-hmm. Um, Fergus Falls six, Sartell five in overtime. It's a good win for Fergus. I thought Fergus would win more handedly in this yeah. game, but still a good win. I think we're still in a collision course that the 6A section the semis no are I can argue good. that Sartell has talented kids on that team. I know yeah. five, I can name five or six of them. Well, they and all returned from yeah. last year. And why I still have a little bit of a head scratcher as to why they aren't performing better. Yeah, I the, the prior lake of class A. They are. I said that. That's I. I yep. have a copyright on that tag. <laughs> What's in Sartell or Saint Stephen? Yeah. That is there a casino near there? <laughs> is there a power plant? Are they the power plant team? I mean, these kids make it to state every year in class A. You know. Uh, youth hockey, you know, they do. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, Owatonna six, Mankato East three. I thought this was an interesting score. It's another score, like, that gets your eye, but they yeah. are, Owatonna is, is a, a double A. a. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not going to wait too much nope. into that. Um, Lakeville South two, Lakeville North two in overtime. This one was one of the a, top three eye poppers of the week. For yeah. Sure. Yep. Number one, it's number one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Carl, are you, you spelunky right dishes? now? Is he doing dishes? Uh, I'm just cl- cleaning my stove. Um. <laughs> Carl, <laughs> just I get, in, I get so many. You have the, no idea how many quality tasks I get done during this this podcast. When is the blender coming on? <laughs> Pencil sharpener. <laughs> um, okay, here's the score. Uh, <laughs> Detroit Lakes 3, Litchfield 2. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. This tells oh. a lot. Yeah. A 4-5-6 seed in 8A beats a 1-2 seed in 3A. That's giving the 2A teams fits. Correct. 
too. Yeah. And, and now the Delano score, let's throw that one out, but Litchfield has been giving the other two. Yeah. It, it, it's They've been giving them s- steep competition. Yeah. So it, it's just interesting. It tells you how good 8A is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it really, really does on that one. Um, and then Edina 2, Benilde, or Edina 6, Benilde 2. Wow. Yeah, that was a uh, fun one to watch. I mean, if you're a Edina fan or if you're a fan of, you know, teams on the rise, uh, Edina was impressive. They looked so good in that second period. Their first period, Benilde controlled. Even though yeah. shots were nine to three, according to Braymar, yeah. it, it, it was still like Benilde was in control. It was their game. It was their game. They were going behind the net, shooting, uh, getting people in the slot, moving good quality chances on Clarkowski. They were getting power plays. So they were making. They were moving their feet better. Yeah, than Basan had a good backdoor goal. Oh, beauty. And, and then it was just, what the heck just happened? And it's just the the bottom fell out. Yeah, I'm going to say something might get me in trouble here, but Carson Limestand was one of the best goalies in the state last year, and his performance so far this year hasn't been great. Uh, if you look at the game, at maybe least I'm the just, last... and I always say, maybe I'm just his jinx because I was at the Eden Prairie sure. game where he struggled, and he struggled a little in this game so much so he got yanked out of a game. So it's for me making a, a, a judgment call whether he's playing well or not. Well, I don't think Ken Polly thought he played well enough because he yanked him out for the third period. Yeah, I will say that a lot of the goals were just um, two-on-ones or just Edina, like, worse pass the slot from the uh, pass from the corner into the slot, and there was no boxing out. Like, there's a lot of stuff where Limesand should have made the save. Right, and then there was stuff that Benil should have played defense okay. too. You're you're going you're going goalie dad on on the bit right here. You're blaming the defense. I'm saying Jimmy Clark's goal from the yeah that one was that and, was and Jackson Borst. Jimmy Clark's goal not, was over saveable. the glove or between the armpit type of thing. Those that, were both savable goals. It seemed like it was rattled. How about Ryan Andor's goal that comes off his glove and just trickles into the net? These yeah. are not typical lime sand quality performances. That's all I'm going to say. I we hold that kid on an extremely high pedestal. Yeah, and we interviewed him last year in our section show. Yep. He he had a great section semifinal. He's had a great career. Yeah, really he has. really has. He's a fantastic athlete. And He's This is one of those low points. I can see them making it to state, and he'd be the reason they make it to state. I think he's still on the Frank Prismic watch list. Yep, I do too. Brim's back. Thank yeah. you, Carl. Okay, for adding, you know, uh, n- noise in the background, I guess. <laughs> um, moving on, Grand Rapids 4, War Road 3. War Road almost got away with one here. I watched yeah. I watched this game. So did Carl. Uh, I thought on replay, that, yep. Yeah, I thought, and thank you, whoever GR99 is, for tagging <laughs> us and getting us that YouTube. I watched. I was like, thank you. Send me that stuff. I watched it for sure. Uh, last night when I got home, it was great. Um, I thought World was the better team for much of this game. And then the double-A home crowd, just they couldn't know. Double-A depth sometimes weighs heavy on a team like War Road that is so flashy. 
yep. and, and relies on a line to do a lot of work. Yeah, I thought both teams looked like midseason form. They looked, both looked really good. It was a good game. Yeah, it's just fun hockey. Yes. Um, Lakeville North 3, Shakopee 3 in overtime. Let's just like... <laughs> Talk about the, spe- the Lakeville North spectrum. <laughs> I mean, they are... Oh, one and one to Shakopee this year. Yeah, and they finished their week oh oh and two, a tie with the number three team in state and a tie with a team that <laughs> it's not going to make it past the quarterfinals this year. No, and so yeah, it's just uh, Lakeville South is a little bit of a head scratcher to me this week. They yeah. have been consistent. I really liked what I saw when I saw them play Prior Lake, but head scratcher this week. I agree. Cretan, Cretan, Stillwater, eight to two. This is a very good living win for up to their name. <laughs> living up to their name, like you said, Carl. Um, uh, what was your takeaway on this one, Carl? Uh, Cretan's back. They're rolling. They've also slaughtered Woodbury, who is given slaughtered all the is a good word in the suburban East. Some good, some good games. So yeah. they're really on fire. They have a big week coming up this week. They've got Forest Lake and White Bear Lake. So you know, as big a week as you can have in the suburban East. I think we'll get a better sense. But right now, they're looking pretty for the top seed in 6AA. I think they're the top seed in 6AA right now, especially after that, after what Benil did this week. It's hard mm-hmm. to be, when you lose by four goals to clearly the number three or four team. <laughs> okay, so they're the, let's just, just play this out. Uh, I'm here. Section so final get played at Highland. Are you ready? Okay, well they gotta get they gotta get by Wyzetta first. And that's gonna be a tough one. Wyzetta's the number four right now. Uh Edina's the three or two two and Benild we're gonna see that game again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Benild plays Wyzetta in the next week. So yeah, that'll, that'll, be huge. that'll ferret everything out. I don't think St. Louis Park or Blake uh or Holy Angels can make a case for the number four seed, can they? No, no. Holy no. Angels no. No. If no. Blake has the wise out of win, but I, don't, I just don't think they've done enough. No. The loss to Breck is not. And Blake and St. Louis Park don't play, do they? I don't recall. Yes, they do. They also do. in last next week. So. Oh, good. That's kind of a play down for the four, yeah. so five we'll, we'll, home ice we'll advantage. We'll know where these teams should be stacked off, really. Wyzetta and Benil don't play next week. It, they play on yeah. the 10th. Sorry. Sorry. I yeah. was like, how did I not see that when I was doing games for the right. future okay and why that also has park that week too so a lot, lot of section games left yeah so let's not play that who plays who yet but it looks like that could be the case as of today I, there's no as of today yep it, let's just put it that way um in a very confusing game at least for me um st cloud cathedral eight dodge county seven in <laughs> overtime <laughs> brody lamb with three shorthanded goals or somebody got a two-point <laughs> conversion. <laughs> like, what? No, it was overtime. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, this one, this is a head-scratcher. St. Cloud Cathedral is the number five, six seed? Yeah. Right now in 6A? Yeah. Okay. And Dodge County's the one or the two? They're the one. I mean, just yeah. like that Detroit Lakes game you, you shared, like, this shows us where 1A is relative to the rest, rest of, the of the state. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows where, you know, in 5A we can – I think 8A is the preeminent with those two teams up there. It's 8, 
two or eight four six with uh, yes uh, yep. and yep. the depth in six is the best but the or highest four, yeah, yeah. Or, or you four. can almost argue four yeah four eight four, six mm-hmm. yeah four eight six it's those are whoever comes out of those is going to be playing on Your Friday. Seeds. Yeah. yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, Edina five. Why is that a two? Another good win for Edina here. I did not see this game, but that's impressive. They're scoring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw the shots were pretty heavily in Wyzetta's favor, but hey, Edina scoring. That's what matters. Yep. Exactly. And and Klarkowski looked good um, the other night. Is he a sophomore or junior? Uh, don't he's ask me that. Five. He's a sophomore. Okay. That's impressive. He's about 6'7". Yeah, maybe he's 7 feet tall. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, that's he's what I... He's very tall. <laughs> he's very tall. And Nick Williams, I we didn't say his name yet, but he looked impressive this he, week. I, I said to you Friday night, he's a poor man's Mike Kester. Just moves the puck well. The sad controlled. part is, like, he might not be on the top ten for Mr. Hockey, and he's one of the best defensemen in the state. Yeah, he's going to be in our discussion. Oh, week. yeah, for sure. He, after Friday, he made my discussion. He, oh, he yeah. Make it, makes it into the discussion for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and again, look at ten more days of hockey. You know, a couple more big wins for Edina. All of a sudden, we're leaving Edina kid off of, you know, a top six, seven team in the state all, out of <sighs> – Mr. Hockey. That's why the next week is huge for Mr. Hockey. Yeah. Really yeah. is. Really is. If you're on a top Ugh. 10 team, you're going to get a lot more consideration than if you're not on a top 10 team. There, and we'll go through all So people the... joke about rankings. Rankings don't mean anything. I'm like, uh, well, yeah, for postseason's awards, it does. For seating and section, it does. So rankings do matter. Yeah. They really do. I matter. No. You matter, girl. We love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to a, uh, another score that mattered to Carl. Um, Hill Murray, five. Benilde, zero. Hill's looking really good right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched this one, and yeah, Hill, they're just so methodical coming out of the zone every time. Picture of efficiency, and they, they just look really good. They're not ugly. Bit, no, yep, no, nope, they're not they're ugly. Not ugly. <laughs> I, but their 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 demon are very smooth and smart with the puck. Mm-hmm. They're confident. Is um, yeah. what I noticed with them when I saw them this year. Yeah, and it it, it took a while to to score the first goal, and the game was zero zero into the late late in the second. But once the first one went in, the floodgates just opened, and they poured it on. And Benil, yeah, they, I I you know. The two of you are having your little defense versus goaltending, and certainly lines wasn't great in this one either. But I come back to defense, and cause just because it's something we've seen out of Benil again and again over the years. And now looking at their last five games, they've given up five goals, six goals, five goals, four goals. Eden Prairie, four goals. Yeah, yeah. You, you know they were making hay in the in the Metro West, and yeah, and like this you is said, the hard you part. Said this, you know, yeah. Yeah. you said it about Duluth East. You, a couple weeks ago, you said about Duluth East and Benil. We're going to learn about these teams. Well, guess what? We've learned about Duluth East. We've learned about Benil that they neither are. This could, might not be yeah. their year. Well, Benil's best win is St. Louis Park. <laughs> that says a lot. And, and were, yeah, and wow. the thing with Benilde historically is when the wheels come off the bus, it's not because they're not scoring goals, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and that that's usually the the sign that there's something cooking. 
This is a very good team. Their top line is excellent. Their decor is excellent. Just how do you? How'd you like to be a vanilla kid go to practice on Monday? Well, <laughs> I, I think Zach and I said no, on the thanks. broadcast, like it just it turned in from like a really good night to a bag skate on Saturday. <laughs> like yeah. that's what it. Well, they better not bag skate on well, Saturday. Well, I, <laughs> maybe they go. did. That's why they lost. Hill <laughs> Murray five nothing. But yeah, it, ugh, that was, and they play St. Thomas on Tuesday. Yep. So they they need around. to bounce back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is. Are you going to give us the St. Thomas Duluth East score? Yeah. All right, guys. Want to make sure we can. I tee that. that up as the last oh, one? Okay. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Come on, Tony. Sorry. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sorry. That was yeah, my well. ending one. Okay. Wow. Your crescendo. Yeah. Just the signing off. Yeah. And I am out. That's right. <laughs> um, Maple Grove six, Totino Grace one. Just Maple Grove is the top team in the state. And, and yep. they are beating every team that they need to beat to go to state handily. By a lot. I just, I, I, what more can I say about these guys? If you're the uh, Maple Grove head coach, you'd go, you go into the section meeting and you go, any questions, boys? I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to go into this breakout Zoom conference room that you created for me <laughs> and just shoot bucks, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, fine. Okay, Todd, do what you need to do. You know, just tell me when you're going to be at my rank, and <laughs> I'm Remember, ready. We're darks. We got the whites. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Um, Saint Michael Albertville three, Minnetonka two overtime. I got a phone oh, call yeah, last night. I did too. Did you see <laughs> the score? Yeah, Brianna. She was so proud of her yeah. knights. And then it was, we're still not that good. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, but she, good win. She thought Minnetonka was the better team. But it, oh. in 8AA, it doesn't matter. No, I, that's a quality yeah. win. Yeah. In their they section might go meeting. to state with six wins. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. In 8AA, it does not matter who the better team is. It's a section that I can confidently say that. And we talk about it with Andy. That Yeah. Know, that the parody is so high. I don't know if that was on or off the air. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, we were uh, we were talking about that. How it's just the parody in eight double A has just really grown since like the yeah, late two thousands. For sure, talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lakeville South four Rosemount three in overtime. Carl watched this one, didn't you, Carl? Yeah, I did. It's a nice 8 o'clock start, so I could catch most of it after the Hill-Benild game. Um, <laughs> so it was an, an interesting game. I thought Rosemont played very well. They were very scrappy. Uh, they forechecked hard, and they were really giving like the South some fits. And there were times like in the third period where I thought they might pull it out. But um, in, in overtime, it was all Lakeville South. I think the shots were 10 nothing, and uh, they just put it away. But you know, So certainly the more talented team. But if you look at you – know, I've seen South twice now in – Two games against you know, the, basically the two good teams they play, Empire Lake and Rosemount. And in each one, I think the shots have been in that 50 to 30 neighborhood. So they apply a lot of pressure, but they kind of give up a lot too. 50 shots. Holy smoke. Yeah. Now, I think they put the game away with 143 left in overtime. So that yeah, was another like goal too. six minutes you know, worth of mm-hmm. shots. And so it just. Yeah. Something worth a note there for the fifty, but fifty is a lot, especially against a good team. Yeah, a decent opponent. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, speaking of good teams matching up in a running time affair, um, St. Thomas Academy 7, Duluth East 1. Very, very strong win for the cadets as they, you know, just pile on a good, you know, 7 AA powerhouse, some would say, a perennial state tournament team. In a game that would have been good in 2018. (laughs) But is not this year. No, I I turned this on for about five minutes and I saw the four check East was playing and I turned it off. (laughs) (laughs) Were they actually four checking? Because the game I saw them play, they never four checked. Yeah, it, it it was it was the the same one, only perhaps a little more tentative. <laughs> Even more tentative. <laughs> yep. Was was Rand trying to stick six people in the neutral zone versus five? I think so. I, I, if they'd let him, he would <laughs> pull, pull, pull the goalie, put, put him in the center ice. Um. Okay, and that's all the scores I have because Tony ruined my last score. I'm sorry, I was like, when are we gonna get to this one? Oh. Um. Okay. Let's. That's what I have. Let's um, jump into our player interview. So we're joined here by senior forward on the number five ranked team, (laughs) Lakeville South Cougars, Colorado College commit, four-year letter winner at Lakeville South for hockey, standout football star with offers from North Dakota State, South Dakota and South Dakota State. Welcome, Cade Aaronholtz. How are you doing today, Cade? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. Thanks for coming on in this snowy Sunday morning. Um, but it's nice to have you with us today. We're going to... Of course, yeah. I'm excited to be here. We're going to uh, start off that we always do. We start off with a little youth hockey talk. Go back as, as a senior. We usually have seniors on the show and kind of go reflect on some memories of, of growing up, uh, the grind that it is, uh, becoming a great hockey player. My first memory of you is uh, playing in the uh, Big Pumpkin up in Warroad with the Lakeville South team. I, I think you may be on a line with, with Connor Mahoney and, and, and Cam Bakke. You were almost as big as you are now as a peewee, and uh, you were just a dominant force out there. What are your memories of, of that team, the coaching staff, uh, just growing up in the Lakeville system? Yeah, it, it was a great memory for us. I know uh, Marcus Ludke, he, he coached me almost all the way up until until Bantams, and then um, after that, you know, Calvin Simon came in and coached me for a year. John Bakke was a big part in coaching me and developing me, but uh, just going through the youth program here in Lakeville was uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, we always had that north south rivalry as a little kid, and that never got old. Um, all the traveling and being on the road with my mom and dad and my teammates, uh, you, you'll never forget those memories. And staying in the hotels, that's, that's something we don't get to do a lot here in uh, high school. So you really got to cherish those memories when you were younger, and you're, you'll never forget those. So, uh, the, yeah, especially the memories of the tournaments were, were probably the most fun because you, you went up north or you went over here somewhere in the cities and, you know, you, you were able to play some weekend games with your buddies and just and play the game that you love. So well, it was a lot of fun. Here's an interesting question. I, I know your dad pretty well. He's not – hockey guy he's a basketball (laughs) guy and if you look at his height you see why right um walk through how you got into hockey and how your parents kind of actually you know loosen the purse strings and let you play the game 
<laughs> yeah, so my, my dad was a basketball player all the way through high school and then college. And uh, my older brother, Drew, he, he played basketball as well growing up. And I think my, I played one year of basketball when I was when I was super little. And my mom's like, this isn't happening again. So <laughs> my, mom was the one that, my mom was the one that was my dad and be like, hey, we're going to put we're going to put Kate in hockey. And, you know, I, I'm glad she did because it, it, it's been seeming to work out. And I, I love the sport and I love all the memories that I've made. So I'm, I'm glad she did that indeed. Oh, it's so cool. I've had some great text strings. I've had more text strings about basketball with your dad than I have hockey. And uh, he is yeah. a, he's a through-and-through hoops guy. Uh, when did he kind of start dr- uh, drinking the Kool-Aid in, with you and your hockey? What age were you in? Mites, was he in, or was it? did it take till Pee Wee's or Bantams to finally get him to be- I believe? I think it took till Pee Wee's and Bantams. I mean, <laughs> I think you know how, how hard it is to kind of watch the mites. Um, probably like why, why did we do this because we're just running around on the ice hitting each other and having a good time but he's I'm sure I'm sure it was until Pee Wee's where he's like I'm, I'm glad we did this move because you know he's but now now he's He's, he'd rather watch a hockey game than a basketball game, that's for sure. That's awesome. That is awesome. But you're not only a, a <laughs> but you're not only a star hockey player, Kate. You're a very, very good football player too. Let's talk about football for a second. You have a couple offers, at least to play football. Yep. Yeah. Over, over this past summer, I was I was very blessed. There was a few. Uh, uh, like the FCS, so there's the FCS where there's the Ohio State and the Alabama and those teams, and the FCS is kind of it's a it's a tier down from a D1 level, but it's still D1. Um, and you know, a, a lot of teams from that reached out to me, like uh, North Dakota State offered me, South Dakota State offered me, South Dakota. So that that was that was very cool over the summer. Obviously, I wasn't able to uh, go on any trips there or anything or any visits because of COVID. But, you know, I really got to know the coaches over, over, um, over the phone. And that was, that was really cool because it's, you know, I've, I've always loved football, but hockey is always what I've wanted to play. Hockey has always been my, my bigger passion in life. And that's what I've wanted to play in college. You know, I got that opportunity by CC and, you know, that's, that's been my dream. And I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed that I was able to pick that. And that's the route that I went with. Did you get any, um, by the bowl subdivision teams, did you get any, like, preferred walk-on conversations or anything like that? Yep, so my, my head coach, Ben Burke, he, he was great about reaching out to me and kind of communicating with me. Um, I know Wisconsin, he talked with Wisconsin, and, like, Minnesota were two that were going to uh, say I was a preferred walk-on. But, you know, that's, that's like I said, uh, hockey hockey was, was what was in my mind, and, that's what the route I wanted to go with. Well, and definitely a, a top hockey player in, um, in the state this year, and uh, CC is getting a good one. Carl, let's talk about this year's team. Sure. So, Kate, obviously it's a different sort of year. You're playing this conference-only schedule, but it's been a great one for Lake South so far. You're undefeated. So how has that gone, and how is it to be an undefeated team, even if it's a little you know, different because of the schedule? <laughs> Yep, you know it's it's definitely been different from last year with all the there's not as many fans in the stands. Um, we started late, our season started late, and uh, I think I think our team really we we knew that we were going to be very solid this year, and we knew that uh, you know this this was the year that we wanted to get uh, past Thursday in the in the state tournament, and 
I think we, we just know the type of game we play. We got to come out every night and, and play our systems and play the way that we play. And we know that we'll be successful. Um, you know, the undefeated part, we really don't, we don't really look at that. Um, we know that we'll have a target on our back every single game that we play because, you know, we're, we're the top dog in the, in the conference right now. And, you know, that, that's a good feeling because, you know, everyone's going to give a, us their best game. And, you know, that means we got to come out there every night and give us or play our best game. And, you know, that, that brings the, out the best in us and brings out the best in our goalies and our teammates. And, you know, it's just been fun. The conference only has kind of, you know, it's it's fun to go and play the Edinas and the Eden Prairies and teams like that. But, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to do that this year. So we're making the best of the conference only schedule. And, uh, you know, we, we, we had a tough, we had a tough tie on Thursday versus North. And, you know, I think that was, that was a big learning lesson for us of, you know, we're, we're not invincible and, you know, it was, it was, it was a hard night, but I think we, we came back on Friday and we, we practiced and we learned and we, we got better. And uh, I think, I think that was good for us. Yeah. Well, at least the parking situation at Lakeville North was a little better this year, right? <laughs> yep. Correct. <laughs> Did a little renovation. <laughs> Which is good. Absolutely. Looking forward yeah. to that next year, obviously. Yes, sir. Carl, did you have anything then, more? Yeah. I just uh, I had the chance to watch your game with Rosemount on Saturday too, which is a great game, back and forth. And they were a feisty team that stuck around, but uh, really great goal at the end there to win it too. <laughs> yeah, I I, I think um, you know Kambaki, he's been having a great season, and he's the one that kind of tucked the OT winner last night. And um, you know, just as a team, we we were we were out to to two of our kids because of verse North, they got some misconducts and, you know, we, we really, we really dug deep and we played as a team and we gave their, our best effort. And, you know, we, we came out on top and that was, that was a great W because we needed that after Thursday. And uh, it, it was a, it was a good feeling and we're, we're ready for, to just get better on Monday and uh, kind of uh, look forward to sections and get, get ready for that. So you, you you played for the Cougars for three years. Four. Uh, oh yeah, no, but three years leading up to this year. Okay. Um, and so you had AJ right. your freshman year. Talk about the differences between AJ and Yanni as a, as a coach. Well, first off, AJ is the best dressed coach, and was the best dressed <laughs> coach in high school hockey. <laughs> I would have to agree with that. <laughs> Go. He, he, he showed up looking good every game. <laughs> so what was the difference? What was the difference uh, between AJ and Yanni? Yeah, you know, I, I love both as coaches. Um, you know, AJ AJ was the one as I was I was a Bantam and I was in ninth grade and AJ was kind of the one that reached out to my family and was like, hey, we, we have some open spots on the team this year. And uh, he's like, you can come and try out and we'll see if you make the team or not. And, you know, that was, that was that was really cool for me because as a freshman, you always dream of playing varsity hockey, and you know I had the chance to do that because of AJ. So he he and he he played me a lot that year, and that was a great year. We obviously didn't end up end up making it to state, um, but it was a, it was a great learning year for me. And you know the teammates on that team, I I still talk to today, and it's it it was a great year with AJ. We only had one year with AJ. Obviously, he he left after my freshman year, but. He was a great coach. He was a he was a great leader for me, and you know he reached out to me all the time, and we talked about the games and stuff like that. And then, you know, Yanni came in my sophomore year, and he kind of took the team by the ropes, and 
you know, he's been doing great with us. He's led us to the state tournament back-to-back years, and we're hoping to get back this year again. And, you know, they, they, they've both been great for me, uh, teaching me how to play and the right ways to play, and it's, it's been awesome. Let's talk about this year's team um, with your expectations. Two Thursday losses coming into this year at State, the last two years. What, what's been the talk yep. in the locker room, you know, to get you guys pumped up to get to Friday this year? Yep, we, we want to do some damage at the tournament this year. We know that our squad is solid this year, and we know that we have a legit chance. Um, we just got to play our game every single time we step out on the ice, and I think we, we know that we have some very good potential of doing things over in St. Paul this year. And, you know, we're excited because we, we know what that feeling is like uh, on that Thursday loss when you have to drive over to Mariucci on Friday, and, you know, <laughs> we, we want to stay at the X. You know, this this year we'd be driving home if we lost. So we we do not wanna we do not wanna experience that again. We wanna we wanna go over there and you know win, win that first game and win that second game and then you know uh, that that Saturday will be a lot of fun for us. Uh, we talked. You mentioned the, the the tough tie with Lakeville North, and now since being a four year player, walk through the memories of all those games. And you mentioned even going back in the youth days. Talk about the rivalry between between Lakeville North and Lakeville South and what are your favorite memories or, you know, you, you talk about misconducts in the, in the <laughs> Lakeville North game. Like I'm sure that's not the first time we've had ejections in that game. <laughs> yep. You know, it's always, it's always, uh, I, I won't call it a weird game, but you know, the tensions are always high and you know, that both teams kind of play differently because it's a rival game. And, you know, it was kind of different this year because there's usually people are standing like three deep on the boards and, you know, there's only a certain amount of people let in this year, but you know, we we still play the same, and uh, the the ex- expectations are still high. And you know, like we said, we came out with that tie, and that didn't that didn't settle well in our stomach. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 been a lot of fun. I know we lost to them our freshman year in the section final, and having them in our section has been has been cool too because you know we lost to them freshman year, and then we. We got him back my sophomore year. Obviously, we didn't play him last year in the section final, but it's it's been a lot of fun. You get to play him almost three times a year, which is which is really cool because, of course, they're your rival. And you throttled him over at Burnsville when you were a sophomore. I mean, it was that's the, usually it's a really close game, but you guys really took it to him that night. Do you remember that? Yeah, that that was a fun barn to play in. That was kind of a <laughs> cool atmosphere over in Burnsville. I love that rink, so that was a lot of fun. Um, it was it was great to get him back that year and and go to the tournament because you know that's that's what everyone dreams about and you know we're we're glad we we're glad we got there and we're glad we got there again last year in an OT thriller um, and you know we're we're looking forward to hopefully getting there again this year. All right, so we're gonna do some pickums um, first. In, first, but I know. We'll okay. do some pickums. You want to stick around for the pickums, but after that, Danny was gonna talk about some games going on next week that we won't be in the pickums. Okay. Yes, that was an awkward transition. transition. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Anywho, so some games going on this week that are not pick them. Um, Orno has a big week. They play Mom West Tonka and Delano this week. Benilde and St. Thomas will play on Tuesday. East Grand Forks and Moorhead. East Grand has a big week, and so does Moorhead. Um, Grand Rapids and Duluth East match up in a game that Carl will be at because 
looks like that one's at Heritage. Still Otter and White Bear. Maybe. <laughs> wow, bailing on them yes. quick. Um, Still Otter and White Bear play as well. Totino Centennial. The Mankatos play each other east and west at all seasons. Um, St. Thomas and Eden Prairie will play on Saturday, and Creighton and White Bear will also play on Saturday. Um one other thing that I noticed is Marshall has two games scheduled on Tuesday at the same time. Um, <laughs> so they are either playing Minnesota River or Wyndham. So I guess Kurt Olam of Wyndham, let us know who you are playing. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's um, that's what I got. All right, Carl, did you miss anything? Uh, some interesting games in 5AA this week. you got Blaine playing Centennial twice. you got a Tino um playing Centennial, so I don't think we're totally settled in the two through four seeds. Not that they matter a whole lot, but <laughs> we'll watch and see what happens there. Um, okay, and, and Lakeville South um, plays Farmington and Apple Valley, so they are not going to be in our pick <laughs> this week. <laughs> Just yeah, full disclosure. No. We have confidence that Lakeville South, and we cannot sell it to you that they will lose no. those games. So, sorry about that, Cade. Normally, we try to get you we to could, pick. We can sell a lot, but we can't sell that. Yeah, we try to get you to pick against your team. We've we've never done it before. So, <laughs> uh, All right, so here we go. Five games. I go first on the first one, and then we rotate like a, a kind of like a snake draft all the way down. First game, Moorhead, who defeated Rozo, right? Yes, We'll play Rozo this week. Um, I'm buying in on Rozo right now. Uh, I'm gonna, so I'm going to take Rozo, Carl. Who do you got up up north? Uh, you know, I was leaning that way too, but I never trust Tony's picks, so I think I'm going to go with Moorhead. <laughs> Everyone's just beating me up on this show. <laughs> I'm going to so, leave this show with a black guy. Kate, feel free to take me out. You, you know, you're the only nice guy so far on this show. He's the biggest guy on the show. I know. The teddy bear. All right. I'm, I'm, Wait. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Rosa. You know, they're they're a little farther north. They're going to play a more physical game, and I think I think Rosa will come out on top. I, I'm yeah. going to have to go with Kate here. You know, trust uh, Gavin Gunderson couple other good players, Strand, Max Strand on that squad. This is a Rozo team to watch out for, as we talked to Coach Lumbum earlier. All right. Uh, next game, uh, Hermantown Grand Rapids. This one will be at IRA. Yep. Could this be Hermantown's loss for the season? Bum, bum, Carl? bum. <laughs> it could be. I don't think it will be. Taking Hermantown. Wow. All right. All right. Here we go. Danny? I think the defensive Rapids slows them down. And so you're taking it, huh? I'll, I'll go Rapids. You're going Rapids. This is going to be interesting. So so uh, Cade can't read my putts on this one because <laughs> I haven't picked yet. <laughs> so who do you got? Grand Rapids, number three in Carl's rankings this week, versus Hermantown, who beat Rapids already this year. And you play you usually play Hermantown every year. Yeah. So you, you're familiar yep, with do. their skill. Which, Who you got in this one? Yep, which is kind of bummer this year. Yeah. I'm I'm going to have to go with Rapids in a little revenge game. You know, they're going to they're gonna come out firing, and, you know, they're going to want that W because they took that L uh, earlier this year. So I'm going to go with Grand Rapids. 
Perfect. Right. That's yes. A, that's a hot take. I like that one. Thunderhawks. Uh, Thunderhawks. Thunderhawks mm, are better than normal hawks. They're I, thunder. I. You know what? I'm gonna. I I read Carl's injury report this week, um, and he says Joey Pierce might be out. So I'm gonna go Grand Rapids as well. Okay. Yes, Thunderhawks are better than me Hawks. This week. It's like the uh, Pokemon evolution. You start with a hawk, and then you become yes, a Thunderhawk. You are on an island right now, Danny. You realize that? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I, I was perfect last week, so um, I'm just going to say that. We also had a COVID Humble brag? Score. Or that wasn't even humble, was it? No. That was <laughs> just... No, no there, there was no humility in that. I, I won. Very overt breaking. All right, here we go. Here we go. Got one right. I, Thank already, you. I alluded pre-show I'm taking Andover in this game, so okay. everybody knows uh, on this show what I'm taking. Danny, are you going to go Grove. with me? You're going Maple Grove. Andover Maple Grove is the game. Yes. I'm not even going to let you say that. <laughs> All right, Kate. Uh, you, they've this team's lost to Maple Grove already. Maybe you got the re- are you going revenge game here, and you're going to join me with the Huskies, or are you going to stick with Maple Grove? I think I'm going to stick with Maple Grove. I think they got it. They got a they got a strong squad this year, and I I don't think they're going to lose to the Huskies. He's so safe. He's going to be a banker when he grows up. <laughs> I'm going to go Andover. <laughs> I'm going Andover. I'm going Andover. Congrats. Upset of the year. Upset of yeah, it's upset of the decade if it happens. I'm not going to. No. Come on. Come on. Crimson. Join me. Crimson. Join me. Come on over. Carl. Maple Grove. You know, okay. Maple Grove's mascot is the Crimson. So is Harvard. It's the smart pick. Oh, God. That was a reach. Thank you. That was a reach. All right, Kate. Better than your segues. <laughs> All right, last uh, last first picks here. Uh, uh, Warroad, East Grand Forks. Cade, you get to go first on this one. Where is this one? Uh, I think this is at East Grand. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. it's in East Grand. East Grand won the last time they played. Can are you, we got another revenge game here? Yeah. Who do you like, Cade? Uh, you know, this, this is a tough one. I'm I'm kind of shooting in the dark in this one. I'm going to go with the the team that won the first time. I'm going to go with Forks. East Grand Forks. Um, just wait. If you shoot in the dark on this one, you know <laughs> you're going to be blindfolded on the next one. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, go. Yeah, probably will be. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, oof. I'm going to go East Grand Forks for the number one seed. Okay. They're going to win the number one seed with this game, and then they're going to get the home ice advantage uh, with World for the game three for the section final. Who do you like, Carl, on this one? I'm going to ride that train, too. I'm going to go with the wave. Uh, I'm surfing, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh. You know no those guys in World listen to this show. I know. We just I know. gooched I know. East Grand. I know. And now World's going to win, and my phone is going to blow up on whatever yeah. night this is. Yeah. What, when is this game? Uh, This week. I, I know it's this week. Is it <laughs> Don't Tuesday, ask me Thursday? that. I deleted Gosh. the games off All right, of my sorry. schedule over okay, here. Whenever. It's this week sometime. <laughs> All right. I get to go first on this shot in the dark game. Uh, I think this game's in Little Falls. 
Dodge County visits yeah. the Little Falls. Well, I, yeah, I give you the order that yep. they're in. So uh, Dodge County, Little Falls, we'll be able to watch this game. Yes. Because the beautiful broadcasting crew of Little, uh, Falls. Little Falls is awesome. Ooh. I'm going to go Little Falls, go home ice. I'm going to go Little Falls in this game. Carl? You said you were going to pick Dodge County. Did I? Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, this was the one where everybody said they were going to pick Little Falls. <laughs> yes. Way to ruin the pre-show prep, Tony. Okay, sorry. Okay. I'm going to go Wildcats. I'm going to go Wildcats. I know they can put pucks in the net after yesterday. Yeah, with so much confidence, Tony, with this pick. Yeah, I'll go Dodge County. Carl? Little Falls. <laughs> Mr. Five for Five. Uh, Danny. Yeah, Little Falls. All right. Little Falls is much better than St. Cloud Cathedral, and St. Cloud Cathedral just beat Dodge County 8-7. to seven. All right. Kate, are you going to follow these two clowns, or are you going to follow a real yeah, hockey I'm guy? Gonna, I'm going to follow that. Like, I'm going to go with Little Falls. Smart choice. Oh, Smart man. choice. Yeah, these guys told you before the show, a good rule of thumb, don't listen to me because I never get picks right. So. <laughs> Yes, uh-huh. always. You, always. Did a, you did a fantastic job, Cade. We really appreciate you joining the show. Thanks for coming on. Good luck to your team the rest of the year. Thank you very much, guys. It was a, it was a great time. We uh, thank uh, Cade and head coach Annie Lundbaum from Roseau. A fantastic show. Looking forward to a, a great week. And thank you to our sponsor, Red and Black Leagues. Check them out on redandblackleagues.com.